to Predator Minute. That's right, it's the podcast where we watch 1987 film Predator one minute at a time and then discuss it. I am Cliff from PredatorMinute.com. I'm Aaron, also from PredatorMinute.com. And this week, as has been here all week, now that it's Thursday, we still have Lieutenant Colonel David Owen with us. Oh, yes. Howdy ho, neighborinos. <laughs> uh, this is minute 39. We are 39 minutes through the film. Thank you for making it with us this far. This minute starts with Billy sort of just stalking through the woods, and it ends with Mac talking about Billy's nose, saying that damn nose of his. Mm, Which smelly. Ma- <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll let Aaron uh, walk us through the minute, as okay. is our want. Okay, so yes, Billy is continuing on point into as they're descending into this valley. Uh, he's followed by Hawkins, and we see uh, Anna and I guess Dylan come up behind. Uh, so then suddenly, as as he comes down into the bottom, the base of the of the valley, as Billy does, yeah, as Billy does, he stops, and immediately when he stops, it cuts to the predator vision of Billy. The predator seems to be standing up in the trees. Uh, in front of Billy, probably about a hundred yards, I would say, somewhere in that. Vicinity. Yeah, above him, and it is ten o'clock. Yeah, um, and then uh, Dutch halts the group with a hand signal, which is a right arm close perpendicular. Fist. Yeah, right arm close fist, the same one you use for uh, right turn or then, sorry, left turn in a car. No, then, right then turn he on a car. Opens his fingers. Everyone takes cover positions, and, or something, and then or something, and then Dutch uh, or excuse me. Billy is shown fondling a medicine pouch of some sort, some sort of lucky <laughs> We're just charm. saying that because he's a Native American, yeah, but it's true. a medicine it's, pouch. It's, it's a pouch of some sort. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's obviously some sort of superstition that he has because uh, he looks nervous. So now Dutch is asking Mac, uh, what the hell has Billy spooked? Uh, and then Mac explains that, uh, you know, he says, I don't know, uh, Major, but he's been acting squirrely all morning. That damn nose of his. That damn nose of his. Which makes me wonder, like, you know, he's saying that damn nose of his. Like, he knows. I, I mean, yeah. K-N-O-W-S. Well, now, Dave, uh, would there be, would they would they have members of a special forces team that specialize in smelling things? Like a kind of a sommelier of the special forces. Um, not by, uh, not by military specialty. Okay. There, there's no military specialty where you're a special forces sniffer. Right. That does not exist. Well, uh, I'm sure there that. are individuals who smell right. well and they smell it could good. happen. Some smell good. Ladies. Although I'd like to point out, Cliff, when you're describing for the audience, the hand signal, yeah. and you're like, it's the one that you give when you make a left hand turn in a car. How many people know what hand signals you give when it's you're driving? The, it's the right turn signal. Oh, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, right. But he's doing it with his right hand. So actually, it's the left turn signal if you're in Great Britain. Right. Um, yeah. You're right. So if you're, on the, if, you're, if you're steering wheels on the other side of the vehicle and you're sticking your right arm out and, you, and your bicep doesn't get stuck in it because it's too big. <laughs> and with a British car, it probably would. So basically, for those of you that aren't 105 years old like me, uh, he's got his right <laughs> arm going perfectly perpendicular out from his body and uh, bent at 90 degrees at the elbow and with a fist uh, clenched in the like sort of classic the black power. power yeah. Yep, yep. Which I would like to point out is the correct military hand signal for halt. Thank for you. Halt. This is what I've been wondering the whole time. Now, when he then, while doing this, he opens up all the fingers so that it's like a number sunrise. Five. Yeah. yeah, number five. 
What does that mean? Um, it means he was waving at the camera. Because <laughs> <laughs> they seem to know explicitly what it means. They all kind of go in different directions. I wonder if each of them has picked their favorite digit and is going in the direction of that digit. Oh, maybe. They're all like a sunburst. Like, yeah. Oh. He's like, hand I'm, signals for... I'm going to climb this tree. It's become like uh, synchronized swimming or something. Synchronized. Yeah. There are hand uh, signals for halt. There are hand signals for freeze. There are hand signals for move forward. Typically, when you get the hand signal for halt, what you should do is you should try to seek whatever cover you can within the local area that you have available to you and maintain your field of fire for whatever section you're assigned. So if you're the individual up front on point, obviously you're paying attention to what is going on up front. If you're the guy in the back, you should spin around to a 180 and you should focus on what's going on behind you. So uh, if you're covering the left or right. What's really wrong about that scene is he does that. And then you look and they're like 15 guys, 15 guys, five guys all right, right around him. Right. And uh, usually use hand signals because you don't want to talk. You don't want to give away anything vocal that might carry well, that might give away your position. And then they start talking. (laughs) So, (laughs) I I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. They they were doing the fake Hollywood whisper thing. I got it. No, I was going to say that, uh, Dylan says in Spanish to Anna, Cayete, shut up. Like, don't say anything, right? Cayete. Right. So that, okay. I become the official translator, I guess. But so he explicitly tells her, shut up, verbally. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess assuming she didn't know the hand commands, but even still, it's like, she should be like, well, you just talked. Hey, you think you would have just shushed her, done the finger right. across the lips or something. It's pretty universal. But, uh, yeah. 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 But yeah, so he says Cayete, and then immediately, yeah, you're right. Majors. Uh, the major starts talking. Uh, yeah, the thing about Billy and that necklace, I it is supposed to evoke some sort of Native American mysticism that I just find right. like eye rolling bullshit. Like he's yeah. got this pouch and he's rubbing it, and it's so. So, so like, what is that necklace? What's on the necklace? I've always wondered that. It's a little leather pouch, a little black yeah. leather pouch. It it's supposed like. to be. No, something- it looked like it looks like there's like a hard tooth or something inside. And when I was a kid, ah. I always thought it was like a predator tooth. Oh. I always like was thinking that maybe his tribe somehow back. And this is this is the, like the gosh darn six year old version of me. And when I or twelve, whatever. Um, I always thought that that maybe his tribe fought one of those back in the day and somehow defeated it. And I was like a predator because, or maybe ah, it's a shark tooth. I like or something. It. I don't that's, know. That's no, deep. I like yeah. it. Yeah. I like it. I think that there's could be something there because he's is the first a lot one. Of comic book canon right there. Yeah, you know, and it's I've read enough, if not all of them, to now I'm trying to blank if that was actually the case, because he is the first to say there's something up there and it ain't no man. Oh, that comes later. But, yeah, no, yeah. but I'm just saying yeah. he's yeah. the first one to spot that like something's up. Right. It Throughout the entire similar. movie, he seemed to have some type of foreknowledge that a predator type thing even existed. Yeah, you're right. Maybe it is. Yeah, he's he's he definitely is the one. He feels that something is watching them. Something. Some. But inhuman. And something that's that's inhuman. And yeah, I mean, yeah. who? No one has experience of inhuman things. So right. you never you're never going to jump to that being your first answer. But that's what he did, and that's what he thought the entire way through. So we clearly had some foreknowledge that that was possible, which is why my my teenage ah, brain yeah. at the time jumped to that. And only now, when I rewatched it, I couldn't tell him. I rewatched that scene like a half dozen times trying to figure it out, and I still couldn't. Yeah. You know, it, so. it could very well be that he could see the predator, but 
but didn't know what the hell he was looking at. No, no. And that's that. Well, that's that's an actual thing. If you if your brain can't doesn't have like uh, some sort of mm-hmm. reference for whatever you're looking at, you just won't make any sense of it. Yeah, the HP. Except that he's he's on point yeah. of a squad in hostile territory that's expecting some type of resistance that might try to kill them, and he has a weapon. If you see, if you think you see something, his natural response wouldn't be to fondle his medicine pouch or tooth or whatever that thing yeah, is. That's his true. natural response would be to raise his weapon and be prepared to shoot in case it is something. Right. And he doesn't do that. He sits back and thinks about it, which implies that he wasn't sure that it was a threat or he wasn't sure the weapon would be any good. So I don't think he sees them. Here's the other thing. He has smelled everything on the planet. He said it's that damn nose of his. Yeah. He's now smelling something. That's true. And it's completely foreign to him. And he has traveled the entire world and he smelled everything. Should I ask the question then? Yeah. You know, shouts out to Star Wars Minute. But yeah, what does the predator smell? What does the predator smell like? Yeah. That that is so wise. (laughs) Uh, So he's smelling them. So deep. It, you know, it's maybe Deep it's like, thoughts with Cliff Stevenson. <laughs> maybe it is like it smells like a goddamn lizard. <laughs> you know, well, to be honest, maybe it's like vision, where it's if you you can't smell it, it's so foreign, your olfactory senses just cannot deal. But still, like the, going back to the whole thing, like maybe he did see the predator, didn't expect it to be like a human or like a human threat. Um, and the reason why I say that, so I do a lot of driving across country, uh, and when I get tired driving, sometimes I'll find myself, you know, just to stay awake, I'll try to like read billboards and stuff like that. <laughs> Technically, you should be doing reading but, signs anyway. But maybe no. you should be looking at the road. I don't know. Just a hunch. Well, yeah, I mean, just just to keep like, my eyes moving. Look at board. I finally read the signs. Speed but limit sometimes, 65, huh? Sometimes, no. Sometimes I'll see a billboard. I can't figure out what the hell is on the billboard. I just can't see it. And it's just because it'll be something outside my experience or whatever, and I'm too tired to access that memory in a my whole head. house made of waffles. These people, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> but yeah, I've had I've had moments like that where it's like, what the hell is that on that billboard? And if I squint really hard, I, I, I might see that it's like, oh, like a, a nurse holding a kid, or I don't know, some yeah. some crazy thing, uh, or not so crazy thing. But yeah, I mean, I've 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 personally experienced this 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 phenomenon of like when you can't recall what something is and you're just looking at it kind of fresh and you don't really know what it is, you don't, you don't really see it. It just looks like jumbled mess to you. But, and I, I, I would say that maybe, maybe this is what's happening to Billy. He's seeing like this jumbled mess up in the trees and he doesn't know what the heck it is. And he's like, am I going crazy or do I report this? Or, you know, what's going on here? Is it, do I have a fever? I don't know, you know. But Along those lines, how often does the state of Florida test your vision for your driver's license? Just, <laughs> just randomly curious. I mean, not related to this at all. Every, every time you go in uh, to have your, or to get your license reviewed. Yeah, they reviewed, make you take the vision test. Yeah, and I, I, my vision's good. Yeah. I, I'm actually okay. the one who fakes it every time. Oh, okay. <laughs> because they do each eye individually, and with both my eyes, I'm fine, but one overcorrects for the other, so each of them suck on their own so what i do is with my right eye i can actually see it so i make this big show of rubbing my left eye that it hurts me in the thing and i look with my right eye and memorize the numbers or the letters and then i put my left by back in which it's i'm completely blind in and i'm like 
uh, A, C, D. <laughs> um, so, you know. For everyone a, at the DMV. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we have, we have no individuals who work there who are uh, who are listening to this podcast. Yeah. Thank you for using my last name earlier. What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. No, Cliff. Good. Robert Person. <laughs> Robert Old person. Robert Person. That's a good cover. I, too, am a human like you. Uh, so to answer the original question. My name is Guy Incognito. <laughs> you know, that's where my cat got its name. <laughs> He's like, there's a cat with a puppy tail. Um, so we've gone Simpsons Ugh. minute now. Uh, oh my god, imagine how long that would last. Oh god. Longest show in history. So oh. to answer the original question, I think the predator smells for our northern listeners are probably the only ones who get this. Like when you go into a basement, especially after a winter and it's gotten very musty. Mm. I think it's kind of that musty mm. dank smell uh, or somewhat of a not floral notes but like a sort of herbal how about an old rundown uh moldy shed in florida almost the exact same smell yeah Yeah. it's like uh, i'm actually going in a different direction here because i mean from being in the army you have to wear a certain uniform when you do pt that's it's it's a standard and if you only own a couple of those a lot of times you'll go to put on your uniform and realize that morning that you forgot to wash it and you have to wear this old stanky pt uniform like sweat it in it's just nasty you have to realize the predator is an interstellar um uh alien so he came from outside our solar system, flying light years in yeah. on a spacecraft, which probably doesn't have good shower facilities. No, I've seen them. Comes yeah. here. This isn't what he's used to, wandering around the jungle, which is brutally hot. He probably smells like ass. If he so smells I'm thinking, like human ass? Oh. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised because <laughs> he exhibits a lot of similarities to humans. I mean, number of digits on hands, overall build, he's he's bipedal. He, he has a weird fucked up mouth. Other than that, two eyes, nose, he has a very similar anatomy to a person, just a slightly different mouth. Do you think he sweats? Which basically shows that Hollywood has no imagination when it comes to coming <laughs> oh. up with aliens. <laughs> this was actually, their original designs for it were closer to being sort of like the xenomorphs from the Alien franchise, but was just outside of their budget and special effects know-how. Yeah. Nowadays, if they had made it, as we've mentioned, it would have looked a lot different. But I'm kind of happy with this, right? Because it, you know, just allows for a more I don't I don't know if relatable is the right word, but it allows for it to you know to put a person in a suit and to let them kind of do things like punch Schwarzenegger, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dutch. Well, I don't okay. think the alien actually punched the actor. Who knows? Also, uh. Um, when I was talking about uniforms a few days ago, I went back and I rewatched the thing. One point that I didn't bring up that I probably should have: Why isn't anybody wearing a helmet? Yes, well, one of them has a. Especially hat. in the beginning, they know they're going into a village where there's probably going to be gunfire, where they're going to try to to rescue somebody. Um, a helmet is your number one thing. Dave, it, have you not seen how beautiful these gentlemen's hair is? You really want to keep that? I mean, just look at Dutch's perfect oh, yeah. coif i mean all of them are just even mac has got a beautifully shaped dome uh, <laughs> undeniably true although a lot of them do wear caps of various types well, well the cowboy that, hat which you know it could stop a uh like if someone you have a, a cowboy pebble, hat you have a patrol hat you have a patrol boonie mm-hmm. um you have the uh bandana on one of them i think that was uh billy for a little bit mm-hmm. so yeah you have lots of different head ornaments but None of those will stop bullets. Yeah, yeah. Not like a Kevlar helmet, right? Yeah. (laughs) 
But I mean, would one of those stop? Well, I guess they would. One of those would stop a, a rifle round at distance, I would suppose, or at least stop some fragmentation. Yeah, they they, they stop rifle rounds at distance. Um, up close, if it's a ninety degree entry, it'll probably do enough damage to uh, to cause serious injury. But how often do you get hit at a perfect 90 degree angle? Oh, Chances are the bullet's going to skip off and your helmet right. will do all right. Right. So, uh, um, now this is just this is, from, well, this is a fascinating uh, point because like in all of the modern, uh, special forces type movies, you know, uh, uh, well, th- this stuff with the, uh, seal team six and all that, Everybody is wearing a freaking helmet. That is well. Well, think about it. If you're going into a place where you're going to get shot at, um, that's the number one thing you want to protect. Yes. So that oh. that is your that My that balls. is your oh your balls. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Just to let you know, the uh, the body armor I got to wear when I went over to Iraq. If I wore the entire kit, it was like an extra eighty five pounds. Jeez. It's just fucking brutal. There's steel plates everywhere. But one of the pieces is you have this five-pound plate that hung over your testicles. I never wore that. <laughs> Can you wear just that? I, I'm like, I just wanted it to be as light as possible. See, and that so, was uh, the point I was going to make about the helmets. <laughs> the point I was going to make about the helmets is they seem to be shedding clothing because of the heat. So they were just there seemed to be more about being comfortable. So that's probably even if they had had helmets, they're like, oh, it's too. Hard. That is part of it, but from. I mean, I was in Iraq, and the temperature during one day maxed out at 140 degrees on the airfield. Uh, and, yeah, the airfield is a large black um, asphalt area that's essentially absorbing sunlight and then echoing it back at you. So that was part of it. The The air temperature elsewhere probably wasn't as bad. But you're wearing your full battle rattle, including your um, body armor at all uh, times whenever you're out. That's so, uh, With plates and everything, right? Yeah, I mean, without the plates, it's somewhat worthless. So yeah, yeah. You, you want the plates in there. Without the plates, it's like I don't know why I'm oh, bothering. Oh God, that's just like it feels like you've got several people sitting on your shoulders, keeping you from breathing. So yes, it, it, it's brutal, <laughs> but it's something that you need to do. And, and it, if the temperature's hot anyways, you still need to have loads of water. I mean, yes, it's a factor, but it's not yeah. that big of a factor that it's it, i i mean i might be able to buy that they went without the body armor just because it is so heavy and so awkward they never would have gone without helmets especially when they are expecting an operation that would have gunfire right well blaine says that the temperature here makes iraq look like antarctica <laughs> <laughs> blaine's seen some shit man which you know john boy now made a point that the tropics are actually Ugh. quite mild it's the same year round which is an interesting point when you compare it to some place like uh, the Middle East, like Iraq, with uh, the extreme temperature variations, yeah, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. You know, like how do you handle that versus? I mean, I guess you're sweating balls, right? But you know, if, if you're if you're supposed to get out soon, maybe maybe you don't get the uh, jungle ball rot or whatever. I just realized something. Y'all should y'all should call John Boy up and ask him about uh, the what does the predator smell like question because with his yeah. knowledge. Mm-hmm of the the organism itself that it could be he might have a really good guess well he's gonna say some sort of seafood he's really leaning towards the larval stage of the uh uh, stone lobster spiny lobster okay yeah so it's gonna have a sort of seafoody smell i think the skin looks more like a toad it's got that kind of glistening stuff plus the weird looking blood yeah but i can't I don't wait, know wait, wait it if like. it does smell like seafood, maybe, maybe that explains a lot. Maybe, maybe it just harkened back to uh, 
to his high school years or something, and he, he, he he's just reminiscing about yeah, a, a former girlfriend, maybe. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's brutal. <laughs> I, uh, it's Thursday, we can tell already. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, maybe, I mean, that would probably be why he was surprised, where he's like, it's like a manatee. I think there's a manatee up in those trees. There's something up there in them trees. And it ain't no man. It's a, a tea. Manatee. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great if that's what they base the predator on. Like in their planet, you know, they're like the supreme hunters of the sea, but the only thing that exists on their planet is plankton and like brine shrimp. <laughs> so they're like, let's go to another planet, put our supreme predatory prowess in effect, and they dump this manatee into the jungle. And it's just sitting there like, fuck. <laughs> Hope someone comes along so they slap with my tail. Shouts out to manatees. I think they're great. <laughs> I don't want to lose my manatee sponsorship. It's brought to you by manatee. <laughs> the concept of the species manatee. <laughs> the concept of the species. This brought to you by the manatee river. There we yeah. Go. Oh, God. Was it six bucks they could get together? Shouts out to the manatee river. <laughs> That's six bucks. We'll take Somehow it. catfish live in there. I, I still don't know how. Yeah, yeah I... I don't think, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> do we have any further for this notes particular for this? minute? Yeah, no. This, yeah, for minute seventy-four. I for think I minute. think the next minute is going to get a little more exciting. Oh, do you? I think I think the, this one thing that's happening oh, this a week, little cliffhanger, is we've been seeing a lot of rising tension. Mm-hmm. You know, so something something is about to happen. I suspect. Oh, um, I'm this, not sure we're going to get to it this week. Is there any way to find out what's going to happen? I think there is a way to find out. I think that way to find out would be to tune in tomorrow. Whoa, Friday? For the Predator Minute Friday. Freaky Predator Friday. Um, no, what's, what's, what's Friday? Uh, forest Friday? Freaky Forest Predator Friday. No, you just, lost your just, alliteration right just, just Forest Friday on the Predator Minute. Until then? <laughs> <laughs> Until then. <laughs> Until then.